0: Yeah, and it has been life changing. It's been, you know, it's been one of those things where I've finally come to accept the fact. And, and this, this used to terrify me when I used to hear people say, "Well, you, you have to make a. It has to be a long-term lifestyle." Uh, change, you know, as far as the way you eat your diet and your exercise. And that used to terrify me because I'm like, no, I just want to drop the weight. And I want to go back to living life like a normal human being. Uh, (laughs) Little did I know that, you know, the way I was eating before wasn't really what normal human beings were doing, or at least not what most of them were doing. And I'm super excited to say I I am down close to about 70 pounds uh, since September.
1: You're listening to episode 110 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where I interview Brian Ripper, the host of the All About the Mouse Disney Podcast, about his Run Disney experience and his extreme weight loss journey, and actually his lifestyle change when it comes to Run Disney events. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who've overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. We're Thank you all for joining me back on this podcast i cannot tell you how excited i am to bring you this episode today i love that i'm able to share somebody else's story and journey on how they have incorporated a disney lifestyle into their health and fitness journey and they have really experienced some amazing transformation with that and learned that they can be an inspiration to everybody else instead of just being inspired by others so i'm really excited to share brian's story with you today and Just to give you a quick overview, we're not gonna do too many announcements today, but make sure that you guys go over to his podcast. It's the All About the Mouse podcast and you can find him at allaboutthemousecentral.com. All the links will be in the show notes below, but he also interviewed me about my Healthy Disney Planning Guide. I will be doing a quick, maybe five to 10 minute snippet of our episode this Friday, which is also when his interview of me will come out on his podcast. So make sure you guys head on over there and check it out. He puts out three podcast episodes a week all about Disney. He does a feature episode on Mondays, a a Disney News episode on Wednesdays, and then Friday is a Friday with Friends episode. So I get to be his friend this Friday and talk all about eating healthy and working out at Walt Disney World. So without further ado... Here is an overview of today's podcast. We talk all things Disney today, right? So we're talking about Brian's All About the Mouse podcast, his love for Disney, his incredible and inspirational journey involving over 70 pounds of weight loss through incorporating running and run Disney events. We go over how to prep for a half marathon as a beginner, how to make nutritional adjustments for long-term sustainability, and how he finds time for the things that he cares about most. We go over how to get your motivation and accountability game increased, how to make sure that you incorporate your family into your fitness goals, how to set up for post-race or post-show or whatever event, how to set up for afterwards to keep your success going, and so much more. Without further delay, Brian Ripper. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Brian Ripper to the fitness empowerment podcast. I'm so pumped to chat with him today. We've actually already been chatting for a while. So we're just going to keep rolling right on in to the Disney chat. Are you ready?
0: I am, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- <laughs> thank you. So, I didn't know if you were asking me or or, or your listeners, but well, they
1: better be ready if they're listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I am super excited. And thank you so much uh for, for inviting me here uh to, to talk to a a whole a whole different audience and a whole uh, different group of people. Um because this is something that uh, you know, I, I I'm a big, you know, obviously I do a Disney podcast, so I'm a really big Disney fan but lately I, I I've made some lifestyle changes and uh, I I've really become, you know, more so than just like making a diet change and exercise change. It's something I've kind of become a little bit of a fan of. I, I Danny, I'm not quite to the extent that you are yet, but I am becoming a, a fan and getting really, really interested in uh, and you just living a healthier lifestyle. And so, and I love what you do, uh, not only on your podcast, but also, uh, uh, with your your healthy Disney book, it's it, it's it's fantastic.
1: Oh well, Brian, thank you so much. You have an incredible journey, and and you didn't have my book for your journey, so I cannot wait for you to share um, a little bit about your journey to help inspire everybody else that is looking to you know focus on their health and fitness, but still incorporate that travel, whether it be to Disney or someplace else. Because you've clearly shown that you have put put a purpose to your your new passion of becoming healthy and fit and, and still maintaining, you know, that lifestyle balance. So I'm really excited for you to share that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I always love, uh, you know, I've, I've had people say to me, especially over, over the last several months, they're like, wow, you've really inspired me. And I'm like, really? Look, me? Like, come on. (laughs) Like I, it it sounds so foreign to hear that I've inspired somebody because I've always had to look to someone else or to somewhere else to get my inspiration. But, uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all here just trying to, you know, better ourselves and, uh, you know, you kind of do what you need to do.
1: True. Very true. Well, we're going to dive into that, but before we get into like the deep stuff, let's do some rapid fire questions to let my audience get to know you a little bit. Okay.
0: All right. All right. I, I love rapid fire.
1: Okay, well, and I know both you and I like to chat, so we're really going to try hard to keep these to like a few word answers. <laughs>
0: okay, okay,
1: okay. All right. Question one: Where were you born and raised?
0: Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Amazing. And where do you live now?
0: Uh, j- technically, Orange Park, Florida, but I'm literally like a mile away from the the city limit. So I still tell people Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Fair enough. Okay. And what are your daily non negotiables?
0: Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to need a few more words for this. So,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> cause, you know, cause you know, I, I think about like right now, my daily non-negotiables are like feed my family, uh, you know, get the kids to school on time. Uh, but you know, lately I, you know, I've, I, I've started running. Um, I've been running, uh, well back to running, I guess I should say for, you know, for, uh, I guess about four or five months now. And, uh, you know, I try to get out almost every single day. And so running has become kind of my daily non-negotiable.
1: Awesome. Family. And then that focus on yourself. It's amazing. Favorite type of fitness.
0: Uh, running. I, you know, I, I love running because for me it's, you know, not only is it healthy, but also I put the, you know, I'm a big music lover. So I put the headphones in. And, uh, a lot of people, you know, some people may understand it, but a lot of people don't understand. Well, what is relaxing about running? It's great. You You just put the headphones in, you zone out and you just go.
1: Yes. It's therapeutic, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Favorite hobby outside of work.
0: Uh, that would definitely be music. I'm, I'm a, um, I will, I've been a working musician. I am not so much anymore. I uh, just have a lot of stuff going on. So, but I still do enjoy playing uh, music. I play guitar. I play some, some piano. I play uh, upright bass and uh, just oh, wow. love music. Yeah. I started out in sixth grade playing trumpet and just, you really just kind of just I, I dove right into music from there.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, now it makes so much sense as to why you have such great audio for your podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. People have asked me before, like, how did you get started? You know, what equipment did you buy? And I'm like, I didn't, I had, I had a a, a little soundboard laying around. I had a microphone. Like, yeah, I had all this stuff. So, but yeah, yeah. It's music, music rocks. I love it.
1: That's amazing. Okay. Favorite type of food.
0: Um, uh, pastries. uh,
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. (laughs) Dream travel destination.
0: Oh man. Um, you know, it's, I don't want to sound cliche, you know, with my podcast and all, but it really is Walt Disney world. I, I go there so much, uh, but it really still is my dream. I mean, there's places I would love to see in the world that I haven't seen yet. But I just, I, I, I really do love how I say this all the time on my show. There's something for everyone, uh, whether you're old, whether you're young, whether you're uh, an introvert, an extrovert. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you, you know, it's it just, it, there's something for everybody there. I love it.
1: Yes. And, and so quick sidebar question. Is there a Disney park you have not been to?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, I, I have not been over to, uh, to Disneyland Paris. I would love to see that, uh, those two parks over there, uh, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been over to any of those, but hopefully, hopefully one day I, I have been to Disneyland in California and, uh, a couple times actually, and really enjoyed it.
1: Awesome. Well, you and I are in the same boat with those. Um, okay. Last drink you grabbed out of the fridge.
0: Diet Mountain Dew.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Okay. Last book or podcast you read or listened to that you recommend and it can't be your own.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, so last book, I I mean, you know, and we're talking about recommend just for whatever reason for entertainment value or not necessarily for self-help or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm a big Stephen King fan. I, I, I love, uh, I, I just love the the types of novels and stuff that he writes. I love scary movies and things like that. But, uh, one of my favorite books has been the one that's really been intriguing for me ever since I read it, just the way it was written. Uh, it is not one of his scarier books. It's actually, uh, you know, the, the novel for the, uh, the movie, uh, Dolores Claiborne, uh, that starred Kathy Bates. And it, it's really fascinating the way he wrote that book from the very first word you read in the book to the very, very last word. It's not like someone narrating a story. It's literally you're listening to, or you're reading uh, the sworn deposition that uh, Dolores Claiborne, the Kathy Bates character, is giving. So she's you know been deposed. And so from the very first word to the very last word, there is no and then he walked in the room and then he picked up a glass. There's none of that. It's literally you're reading someone talking, um, and podcasts, uh, you know, it, it, there's quite a few great podcasts out there. Uh, there's a lot of great Disney podcasts out there, but probably the one that I recommend one that really inspired me from the very beginning, um, is, uh, in, a lot of your listeners may have already, uh, heard of this podcast, but it's a WDW radio uh, with the host Lou Mangello over there. It, 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 it's focused on uh, Walt Disney World, but really, I mean, man, the, the types of guests he has on his show, uh, the, it's, it's more than just talking about Disney. It's you're learning. You're learning so much about uh, the different theme parks, the different restaurants. You're learning about backstory. You're learning about things that you never even knew about the parks. And if you're a Disney nerd like me, uh, that's, that's definitely a a really cool thing.
1: Awesome. Awesome. What is exciting for you right now?
0: Um, what is exciting for me right now? Well, uh, you know, right now is I, I, I will say I'm, I'm planning a 10 day trip to Walt Disney World, and when I say planning, like we never plan anything far in advance. So, like next week, uh, <laughs> we're we're going uh, we're going. Uh, we didn't just start planning it this week, but uh, we, we plan it for like a couple of weeks now. But uh, we're we're taking our spring break, you know, with the kids and going down, and we're going to stay there for ten whole days. Uh, and I'm super excited because we normally spend a lot of time in the parks, but this time we're going to, we're going to go to the parks, but we're going to really just enjoy the resort. Uh, maybe go play some mini golf, maybe go see, uh, 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 Disney has the live action Dumbo, which is coming out. Uh, so maybe go to the AMC theater and, and, Disney Springs and go watch that. Just uh, really excited about that.
1: Oh, that is super exciting. I'm a little bit jealous. I have to wait until May. (laughs) (laughs) what are you grateful for today?
0: Today? I am, I'm really grateful for, for my wife. Uh, I really am. Um, the kind of the, the journey that that I've been on and with, uh, working, running, uh, back into my schedule and exercise. Um, it's something, especially training for a half marathon. Uh, it's not, it's not something you can just go out and spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes a day, uh, running and then get right back inside. It's, it's taken, it's taken me away, from the house for, uh, many, many hours every week. And, um, you know, and, and she's, she's mentioned, she's like, man, I feel like I I don't really get to see you very much anymore between work and, you know, just all the different obligations that we have, but, uh, she's supportive and, you know, really, uh, supports, you know, my journey. And, and I definitely appreciate her for that.
1: Oh, what's her name? Amy, Amy, (laughs) shout out to Amy. Thank you so much for what you do significant others are amazing when it comes to huge goals like competing in a bodybuilding show or running a marathon or a half marathon like that's huge so shout out to Amy yes yes <laughs> Awesome. All right. That concludes our rapid fire questions. And I feel like I want to take this in like 18 different directions. So Brian, can you give us an overview? You've had, you have, you have so much going on, but tell us a little bit about your love for Disney and your Disney podcast. And then we'll go into your, your kind of your health and fitness journey and how training for the run Disney event has played a part in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Florida native, so, you know, all my life I've been going to Disney, but the really interesting thing is, you know, I'm not like a lot of people who went to Disney every single year. Uh, You know, I remember going uh, a few times as a, as a kid. And I remember going, uh, you know, a a couple times as an adolescent, but then I didn't go back to Disney again until I think I was like 23. And it really wasn't until, uh, you know, my wife and I, we were dating at the time. Uh, you know, and it was, it was kind of, a, it was a two hour drive. It was something, you know, fun for us to do, to get away for the weekend and just, you know, go do some theme parks. And, uh, it, it we ended up going down quite a bit and, uh, it, you know, partially because I was rediscovering Disney. I've always been a kid at heart. I really have. Um, you know, so it, it was partially because of that, but also partially because th- that season in my life that I was in with her and it, you know, it. You know, we were, you know, just, uh, you know, discovering our our relationship and just having such a great time just hanging out. And we were doing it in the most magical place on earth. And it really something just clicked. And I became a super huge fan of Disney. I mean, not to the point to where it wasn't just about the rides it was about you know coming home and uh, you know I had to know what the latest Disney News was if they announced a new uh, a new dish at one of their restaurants, I had to know about it. If they opened a new restaurant you know I, I, I had to try it if they opened a new resort, we had to stay there um, you know it was it was one of those, and I used to tell people like my goal was to do to do everything there is to do in Walt Disney World at least once. And uh, eventually I, I learned that that's just not possible. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's literally, literally impossible. As many as we go down uh, on average, at least once a month, I would say, and I still find things that I've never done there before. Um, so I believe it. But yeah, there's, again, there's so much to do, something for everyone. Uh, But that's really kind of how that passion for for Disney, it's not just the theme parks. I mean, you know, as a kid, I remember being into music. I wanted, my goal in life, I wanted to grow up and become a, a composer and write music for Disney films because I love the stuff that, uh, that like Alan Minken was doing, you know, at the time for uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and uh, Aladdin. I mean, I loved all that music and stuff. So it's really, it's really been in there with me, but it really clicked, uh, you know, in my, my early 20s, I guess, uh, from spending so much time down in Walt Disney World.
1: Oh, so cool. And you're so right. There is so much happening at Disney. I kind of love that our podcasts have a focus, yours way more so than mine, but I'm never going to run out of content like ever, you know, there's always something to talk about when it comes to Disney. There's new news every day. I feel like there's a new restaurant in Disney Springs every day. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there, I'm telling you, Brian, I, I, I published my book, you know, in December of 2018, I, it's already outdated like <laughs> you know <laughs> like, there's just not it, enough time of the day
0: it, you know it, and it's great and you know I, I i started listening to i remember you know back whenever like I, I it was an iPod mini that i had and i remember this thing called pod i was like, what's podcast. this is weird and i'm like all right. It's like, I wonder if there's a Disney podcast. I just typed in like Disney and started listening to a podcast and then there were a couple others I started listening to. And uh and eventually I was the guy, I was like, I wanted to join in the conversation. I wanted to I wanted to butt in and interject. And I said, you know, I should just do a Disney podcast. You know, like it's that easy. You're like, I'll just do i I'll just do a podcast. And and uh <laughs> once I was in and realized how much work it was and <laughs> many hours? I'd already started, but I really do. It is one of the um, uh, it, one of my favorite things to do is just kind of sit down and talk about Disney on my podcast. I love it.
1: Absolutely. So, give us the rundown. What is the name of your podcast, and what do you talk about? What's the structure of your show?
0: So the the name of the show is called uh, "All About the Mouse," uh, and uh, because it is, it's all about all about the mouse it's all about Disney I mean we I, you know I I'm a big lover of the theme parks so I talk a lot about Walt Disney World of course because I'm I'm so close to Walt Disney World so there's a big focus on that but we don't you know I, I don't just limit myself to talking about the theme parks I mean if there's something uh you know I, like we just did a, a review uh not too long ago on Mary Poppins Returns which I think if you haven't seen that movie run out and go like pause the podcast right now and go see it <laughs> Um, you know, we, we talk about that, but, uh, you know, and basically the format is, is, uh, you know, it's kind of changed a little, we've been going for, for several, uh, several years now. Um, we took a little bit of a hiatus for about three or four years. Uh, I guess it was around 2010, but, uh, but anyway, the, the formats, uh, over the last year, it's kind of changed a little bit, but, uh, I, I love it. I love the format we currently do. So basically, instead of doing, we used to do like one episode, and it would be anywhere but from an hour to two and a half hours. <laughs> it's just
1: just it's it's somewhere not, around there.
0: Yeah, somewhere <laughs> around there. So what it, what I've decided is um, I really love doing this now. So now I kind of do three episodes a week so we have a monday wednesday and a friday release uh and they're shorter so easier to digest if you're you know on your way to work at, you know it, you know listening in the car or whatever it's easier to start one episode in, in one sitting and end it um and so monday is our uh Feature topic discussion. So we always talk about something different. Uh, you know, whether right now we're, uh, I've had a couple guests come on and we're kind of doing a series on Tokyo Disneyland and talking about the, some of the differences out there. Um, And then Wednesday is our Disney news episode. So, you know, it's all the latest Disney news. I really, uh, I'm adamant about recording those shows late at night on Tuesday night so that it is the latest Disney news because I've had so many times where I've recorded the news on Monday and then uh, Tuesday something breaks and I don't have enough time to re-record it or whatever. And then, (laughs) you know, so it really is the latest Disney news on Wednesday. And then Friday is a a listener interaction show. We call it Friday with friends. Um, And it's really, there's always been a portion of our show that's dealt with listener feedback, whether it's some kind of interaction. We used to do things uh, uh, called mouse calls where, you know, I I would ask people if you want to email me your phone number and I would just call out of the blue. I mean, it just, you, you didn't know what day, what time I was going to call. I would just call and, uh, and we had uh, what they called all about the Mouseketeer interview questions. So it was a list of questions. It's like I might say, like, hey, Danny, what's your, uh, what's your favorite Disney parade? Uh, what's your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite resort in Walt Disney World? So on and so forth. And it really just gave me a chance to interact with the listener and gave the listener a chance to kind of get known to some of the other listeners as well.
1: That is such a fun concept. What a great way to really like make the podcast not so one-sided where you're just talking into a mic but actually have the engagement. That's so fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and if it's not that, you know, we do different things. We have a Facebook group uh, where it, a lot of people get involved in the discussion. Sometimes I'll just pull topics and I'll put comments that people have been talking about on the Facebook group. Cause let's face it, not everybody that listens to the show is on Facebook or not everybody is part of the Facebook group. So, uh, but we always figure out something, some kind of thing to do. Uh, I, I, I know, uh, you and I are going to do a segment as part of a listener interaction because I, I that's kind of how we met you listening to the show and you emailed me and, uh, and I said, hey, you know, let, let, I, I want you to be on my show too. And, uh, and we, we, we got into a great discussion over there about, you know, living, you know, c- keeping a healthy lifestyle while at Disney. So there's always something, it, it's always something different, but it's always something centered around the listener.
1: Heck yeah. I love that. And, and I, you even do like in-person meetups. I know you just did the Dole Whip meetup after the half marathon, which was so cool. And you got to meet other, you know, listeners who are also there running and, you know, doing lots of fun things. So I think that's so cool.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. It It, it is a lot of fun meeting listeners and, you know, it, it the, the meets are where I, where I get more of a chance to really, you know, it, cause usually it's not just the, Hey, how's it going? You know, like, you know, okay. See you later uh you know in fact like after the meet um you know we had you know some listeners like actually kind of come hang out with us and ride a couple rides together and we actually uh you know had a one of our listeners and somebody i'm proud to call a good friend now uh by the name of Jeanette actually joined us for for dinner afterwards you know and uh so those are they're just so much fun they really are a great chance of course any excuse you have to, uh, to go to the parks is great, <laughs> but it, they're a great place to meet people.
1: Definitely. I totally agree. And, you know, hopefully maybe when I go down in May, maybe you guys will be around. I don't know. Maybe I'll get yeah. to meet you. <laughs> hey,
0: I, I'm down there quite a bit. And, uh, so I, and I would love, I would love to meet up. Absolutely.
1: And let's be real. I can't eat all the food by myself and I can't rate and review it. So I might need some help. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm there. I am there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well then let's, let's dive in then a little bit more. Let's transition to kind of the health and fitness side of things. You've been on an incredible journey and I know you kind of are a little surprised that you're inspiring people, but you are. So give us A little overview if you're comfortable with it on your fitness journey in the past about six months and bring us into how the the run disney event has played into your journey and all of your weight loss
0: yeah no i absolutely i definitely don't mind sharing it's something that you know i i i feel like there's so many people out there who have great uh just great life-changing weight loss stories uh you know that are really really inspirational I'm, I'm the kind of person I, I haven't really talked about this a lot on my show, particularly not because I don't want to share it, but just because, you know, I, I don't want that to, to be like who I am you know, it, you know, there's, there's more to me than just kind of this story, you know, this, this weight loss story. And I mean, uh, you know, I, I put on a ton of weight really fast. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I've been, I've been extremely blessed and very fortunate to, uh, discover some really inspirational, um, uh, just, just, uh, people and places that have inspired me to really just get my act together and get my willpower down. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I guess it was about, you know, September of last year. So about six months ago, uh, you know, really I was the heaviest I had ever been. And before that, um, you know, cause I kind of been on, uh, you know, up and down, uh, years before, uh, the, the last time I was the heaviest I had ever been was actually about 25 pounds lighter than this time. Uh, So I, you know, I remember that first time when I reached out and I said, this is it. This is ridiculous. I am getting on a diet. I'm losing weight. And I did. And then, you know, you you know, things happen. I had kids and uh, just stopped running and stopped worrying about what I was eating. And, um, you know, and then this time, you know, I just couldn't believe it, you know, knowing that like, Holy cow, this was like 25 pounds heavier than the last time I said that, this is ridiculous. So, um, but finally I got motivated. Uh, I did, I started out just doing nothing, but just really just nothing hardcore, just staying away from, I'm not going to have cheeseburgers. I'm not going to have pizza. I'm not going to have the cheese Danish that I absolutely love, uh, (laughs) at at midnight. Uh, you know, I like, I'm just not going to do these, these are in, every day for breakfast at work, I was eating a sausage egg and cheese biscuit and a a big bowl of grits and cheese. Uh, And, you know, so I just started doing scrambled eggs and yogurt with granola and and blueberries, you know, but really that that was about it. I wasn't like saying, okay, no, I'm not going to have any bread. I wasn't going that route yet. I was just taking out the really bad things. And I dropped 10 pounds, like super quick. Um, just cause I was eating so terrible to begin with. <laughs> and, uh, but then, you know, I hit a point where I said, okay, I need to, you know, I wasn't doing any exercise. and I hit a point where I said, okay, if I want this to continue, I'm going to need to start working on some exercise. And, um, you know, I, I had started, uh, you know, before I had put on a weight years ago, uh, remember whenever I told you I wanted to do everything there was to do in Walt Disney World at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the the half marathon that they that they did down there in January every year, that became one of those things. I was like, Man, that's fun. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's fun to run, but it would be fun to run through Magic Kingdom and run through Cinderella Castle. And, hey, you know what? I haven't done it before, uh, so I'm going to do it. And um, so I had been running before, uh, but kind of gotten out of it. So this time around, I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to get back to running. I'm going to register for a half marathon and I, and I did the Princess Half Marathon which uh was just a couple of weeks ago uh you know I went down there and ran that and uh you know I've been I pretty much worked myself into a steady routine uh, as I've been losing more and more weight um I've been more and more motivated I've started uh, getting uh cutting the diet down to uh you know a more healthier just little by little Uh, so now I'm really, I really am kind of trying to watch carbs. I really am staying away from white bread and, uh, you know, and things like that and trying to eat more vegetables and and fruit and really trying to watch my calories and things like that. Uh, in addition to running. So that coupled together has really, it's turned in, it didn't start as an extreme plan, as an extreme weight loss plan, but it really has turned into a very aggressive weight loss plan. And I am I'm super excited to say I, I am down close to about 70 pounds uh since September.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm just I'm grinning ear to ear because I'm so happy for you. That's just that's amazing and it's inspiring and it's gonna let other people know who are listening that they can do it too. And I think that you taking the initiative to 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 pay for the Disney half marathon and like you set the date, you paid for it, like that became real and then you followed a program and you made it happen and it maybe it wasn't your initial intention but because you did that like you have made a life-changing you know shift and that's so cool.
0: Yeah and and it has been life-changing it's been you know it's been one of those things where I've Finally, come to accept the fact, and and this this used to terrify me when I used to hear people say, "Well, you you have to make a it has to be a long term lifestyle uh, change, you know, as far as the way you eat, your diet, and your exercise." And that used to terrify me because I'm like, no, I just want to drop the weight. And I want to go back to living life like a normal human being. Uh, (laughs) Little did I know that, you know, the way I was eating before wasn't really what normal human beings were doing, or at least not what most of
1: them were doing. Yeah, Um, you shifted. You're shifting to a new normal.
0: Exactly. So, but yeah, it it is. It's a lifestyle change. And it's something one I'm very, very happy with. And, uh, but I I really do love running. It's, um, it's something I've become really, uh, really passionate about. And it's, you know, it's easy to be passionate about when you know that it's good for you. And then also, you know, being the fact that I love music and love being, I'll just put my headphones in and just, and just go and kind of tune out. And for, you know, it's, it's a nice stress reliever.
1: Amazing. Well, so that's so cool. Walk us through, what your kind of your preparation and your training looks like. Cause obviously you cannot just say, I'm going to run a half marathon tomorrow. Like you have to do some training for it. So what does that look like?
0: Yeah. So when I first, when I first decided I'm going to run a half marathon, I've never even, I've never run a, I had never run a five K (laughs) before at that point in my life. Um, But I I was bound to determine and I said, okay, well, I'm, you know, and I didn't really, I didn't have a trainer. I, I just, I, put on my headphones. I'm going to go out and run. And, um, you know, I probably, you know, it, this was, uh, this was in, uh, April. So, uh, not, not this past April, but years ago, this was in the month of April and the race I was training for was in January. So I had, you know, a good eight to nine months to really prep for this race. Uh, and literally when I went out, I remember I could probably run for maybe a minute and a half at a time before I had to stop and walk a little bit, you know, and then you know, could run another, you know, minute and a half and then stop and walk. And I did, I did that for probably about, a, I don't know, maybe, maybe a mile, maybe two miles or something. And that was where I started. Um, and I, I was happy with that. And then over time it, you know, um, it, it wasn't necessarily like every week, but maybe every other week, maybe every three weeks, just depending on how I felt, I would push myself out a little bit further. So I had to kind of, um, you know, I, I, I can't just, I, I can't do the treadmill. I can't just run around laps in a circle. I got to go somewhere. Uh, I, I, am big on that. I have to be going somewhere. So I would have a path that I would take and I would say, okay, I'm going to run, you know, to this landmark and back. And then I would get, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later, I get to that landmark and like, you know, I, I think I can go a little bit further. I think I'm going to try the next landmark. And that became my new benchmark. Now that was, that became the standard. I wouldn't do anything less than that. And then uh, just, you know, over time, and I, I think as my my cardio and my breathing and everything, uh, you know, I, I got in better shape as far as that goes. Um, it, it got easier and quicker to just say, then I was like every week I was just like, okay, next week I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on another mile and now I'm going to add on another half mile here. Um, and so by by January, um, I, I was up to I I did my first thirteen point one miles. Which, in case any of your listeners are wondering, is is what a half marathon is. is thirteen point one miles. Um, I did my first thirteen point one miles. I think it was a couple weeks before the race. That was the first time I had ever done that distance. And I a lot of people say you don't you don't really have you know for your first half marathon if you can do ten miles. Um, that's good enough because your, your adrenaline is going to carry you the rest of the way in a half marathon. It's, you know, you, that that's plenty, but I had to prove it to myself before I stepped foot out on that race course that I could finish. And, uh, so I did that at home and I was super excited. And then, um, then from there on, it just became I, I did the, I did, a, the very next, this is back when Disney really, they only did, uh, I think it was two half marathons a year. They did the big one in January. That's part of their marathon weekend. So they do the half marathon on Saturday, the full marathon on Sunday. Uh, I, I have not done a full marathon yet. Um, but the very next year I did another half marathon and not only did I finish, but I like crushed my time from the year before. And I said, OK, that's it. I'm ready. Next January, I'm doing the full marathon. I registered. I paid a ton of money. Uh, <laughs> and um, it just things got in the way. I did not. I, I, I'm kicking myself because I did not train like I should have. I, it just that was really where kind of things started to slide for me um, downhill. You know, I, I, we had our first child, so obviously I didn't have as much time to to, to, to devote to running. Um, and, and so, uh, but so I did not run the full marathon, but you know, it, this time around, I, you know, I, I've got two kids now, uh, I'm probably busier now than I was then. But the <laughs> thing for me is, and, you know, if you've, if you're wanting to maybe train for a half marathon and you're like, you know, I, I, I don't have anything more than like 20 or 30 minutes a day. I can go out and run. I'm going to tell you what I told myself this time around when I started to, decided i want to start running again and this is this is so true and i tell myself this all the time i'm in i make time for everything that i want to do whether it's to sit down and record a podcast there are, there are weeks and days where i do not have time to sit down and record a podcast yet Somehow I do. I never miss a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. <laughs> Somehow I get, I get a podcast recorded. Somehow if I want to watch uh, The Walking Dead, I don't care if it's midnight and I have to wake up at six o'clock the next day. I turn on the DVR and I watch The Walking Dead because I know that annoying guy at work is going to ruin it for me when I get there tomorrow, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I find time for the things that I want to do. It might not always be ideal, but I find time. And uh, I've just had to say, this is something I'm just going to dedicate myself to finding time for.
1: Oh my gosh, Brian, like my hands are up in the air. I'm like, amen. I have so heartily agree with everything you just said. There are so many excuses we all come up with when we're not fully dedicated to something. And it's so true. When you truly believe and are dedicated in your goals, you will find the time. You will make the time. You will, you will pull it out of thin air. You will make it happen. So I absolutely love that you said all this and I'm curious. So obviously it takes a lot of time to prep for, for the half marathon. Um, How does that change? Like what kind of support do you need from your family when it comes to preparing for this? I know when I, talk about my book, there's this huge planning phase. And part of that is like the mental preparation side where you have to tell people that you care about that are part of your journey, what your goals are so that they can help hold you accountable. So how does that play into, you know, having a wife and two kids?
0: Well, for for me personally, you know, I'm, as far as accountability, I'm, I, well, I get, I should I say it depends. I mean, there's definitely been points in my life where I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to start a diet," and then two days later, I'm like, yeah, "I'll start it again next week." Uh, <laughs> but you know, for whatever reason, you know, and I, I really can't explain it, but I, I just got super motivated this time around, and you know, for six months, I've been, I've been my worst. I, I, I've been the best person to hold myself accountable. Um, you know, but where my family comes into play is for me, it, I could not do it, and. I really don't want to start sounding like cliches here, but I really couldn't do it without the understanding and the support. I mean, I definitely I'm spending a lot of time. I'm running pretty much every day at this point. And you know, in many days I'm doing I'm doing, you know, hour and a half to two hour, sometimes even two and a half hour runs. Uh every now and then <laughs> uh because I am hoping to work my way back up to the full marathon. Every now and then I'll go out and do like a twenty mile run. That takes me, you know, close to four hours. Uh oh you gosh. know, this <laughs> yeah, you know
1: and, so much time, it really is. It's amazing. It it,
0: it really is. And and I'm not saying that, you know, Hey, if you want to start running, you got to get out there and run four hours a day.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, and just like you said, you didn't start off that way. It was a minute and a half of running and then walk until you're ready to run again. And so you have to start where you need to start.
0: Yeah, but, you know, with kids and everything, the biggest thing is I, it's I know that I'm I'm leaving my wife at home to watch the kids. And then when I get home, I'm going to shower and then maybe dinner and then maybe rush to get the kids to bed. And, you know, and, and she really, um, she, you know, I, I know it's uh, I know it's a lot of work for her. It really is. Um, but she's supportive. And, you know, she, she'll tell me, she's like, man, I, I feel like I don't see you very much anymore. But she's like, I want to be supportive. You know, I, I, I think what you're doing is awesome. And, uh, you know, so it, you know, it, it's one of those things we just kind of work out. I try to, you know, do little things where maybe I can, you know, I can get to work a little bit early so I can get off a little bit early and, and maybe get a run in before they have to pick the kids up from daycare and before she gets home. So, uh, that when she gets home, you know, I'm, I'm not out running and, you know, I try to do that whenever I can. But, uh, really for me, that was, that was, that is the key is that, that support there.
1: Yeah. Does she ever get to run with you?
0: No, no, she's not, she's not really much of a runner. And, you know, I've told her, so this is, this is really cool, actually. So I have a, you know, my my seven year old, he's asked me, Daddy, can I go run with you? And my, my first reaction,
1: my first reaction,
0: (laughs) I'm I'm ashamed to say my first reaction was like, No, I just want to get out and do my run. I don't want to, you know, like, you're gonna slow me down. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to go as far. But I, I fought that urge. And I said, Okay, yeah, sure. And I'm telling you, I I am super proud of my little guy. He's seven years old. We can we can do a 5K together. Like we we do a, a half mile uh, warm up, like just kind of like a walk, uh, jog, and we do a half mile cool down, which is just a walk. And then in between those those two uh, half mile warm up and cool down, we do three miles of running. And so we can do four miles together. And so I, I told my wife, I'm like, dude, we should, go, we should go do one of the 5Ks down at Disney. We could do them all together. Uh, I have a three-year-old. I'll put her in a stroller, and I'll, I'll take her in the stroller, and our son will run with us. You, you can do a 5K. She, uh, I don't know. She's just, she's just not into it. So, <laughs> oh,
1: She <laughs> can cheer you okay. guys on at the finish line, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that these Disney races, she she used to, the first two half marathons I did, she was out there cheering me. Now with the kids, it's, it's a little more difficult. So, uh, and these races start super early. The the last one I did started at 5:30 in the morning, but the cool thing was, is I had this goal to finish the race within under two hours. Uh, I, I did miss that goal. I didn't finish that in, in uh, under two hours, but I did it in enough time to where it was awesome because I was back in the hotel room before my wife was ever even awake. So it was cool. I felt like I wow. I, I got out and I did this really awesome accomplishment. And then, but I, I didn't feel like I missed out on any family time or anything.
1: Oh man, that is so super cool. Well, I, I mean, even if she's not running with you, like it is a family experience and you're all there doing it together. And like you said, you can't do it without her. And I think that's such an important point to recognize is, you know, you might be doing the run, you know, on your own, but we're not, we're not doing this journey for health and fitness on our own. Like it takes somebody else, a bunch of other people, whether you're Googling for, you know, how, how to plan and structure my running strategy or, you know, or somebody else watching the kids, like it's a group effort. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So how did you plan your Disney trip around the Run Disney event? Like do you find that it's different when you're planning for that? Is it the only thing you do at the parks when you're there for a run? Walk us through that.
0: Well, so so how I do it uh is is a very similar to I think how a lot of people do it. Um But it's not necessarily, especially if you've never done a half marathon before, here's what I, here's what I would tell you. This isn't necessarily what I do because, you know, I'm kind of running quite a bit now. Uh, But I would say, you know, plan yourself a couple days. Maybe you definitely want to get there because you have to get there in time to uh, go to the expo and pick up your race packet and your bib and everything. Um, So, uh, you know, you definitely want to get there at least a day in advance, maybe even two days. And you kind of just want to take it easy. Um, you know, maybe go to the parks and do a couple rides and tractions, but you don't really want to be on your feet a whole lot because you're going to be on your feet a whole lot uh, during that race. And afterwards, you know, it, it's all, it's all fun and games after that, after the race. But, uh, but, but for me, you know, I, I planned my, my trip this time, you know, I'd already had a couple half marathons under my belt. Uh, I, you know, with the amount of miles I've been running lately, I was feeling super cocky going into this, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was j- just to, to put me in my place though. The weather decided to creep up. It was super, it, I won't say super hot cause it was February, but it was very warm for February and very humid. And it was actually, it was a challenging race. I tell you the heat really, really turned things up. Um, but you know, I, I was super cocky going into it. So I said, you know what? And so we got there a couple of days early, you know, we did the parks, you know, we did, we did animal kingdom the day before the race and animal kingdom was nice because animal kingdom is a laid back park. Uh, so, you know, we, we kind of got there, we did, uh, you know, one of the trails where we just kind of looked at the animals. We had, th- I think we did like one ride while we were there and we just kind of chilled and just kind of really just walk, walked around looking at things. And then, um, you know, I wanted to have a, a a really good dinner the night before, but you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to totally glutton it up. You know, I didn't want to be like, Oh, I'm running 13 miles tomorrow. So I'm going to, I'm going to take in 3,500 calories in one meal. Right. I I didn't want to do that, but I did want to do something good. So my new favorite place to eat probably in all of Walt Disney world at this point is uh, a, a, a place called Art Smith's Homecoming. Oh, uh, it's I heard
1: D- such good things. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's,
0: it's, it's in Disney Springs. It is like Southern food. So I had, you know, and I, I still, I, I, I ate well, but I, I, you know, I, uh, I controlled myself. I had a, a delicious bowl of shrimp and grits. So I got my carbs in there. Um, and I had, they have these awesome uh, cheese, uh, they call them a uh, cheese drop biscuits and are oh man, they are so good. I had one of those. <laughs> I could have eaten the whole basket, uh, I but bet. I had, <laughs> I had one of those um you know and i even allowed myself to have an, an alcoholic beverage uh you know again you know i'm running a race the next day so not too many of those just one
1: uh there you go hey moderation i like it yeah
0: so um it it, it was a delicious meal it was a, a nice reward to myself um and really really good but so we planned that and then i wanted to make sure i planned a couple days after the race because my you know we we go cuz we're so close to Walt Disney World we go a lot a lot of our trips are just down for the weekend and i'm telling you the parks are busier and busier and busier uh it, it seems like there is no more slow time of year to go to disney anymore and the weekends are really when it kicks into high year so i said you know i want to see if maybe once the race we all the race car- crowd kind of clears out after sunday i want to stay a couple days after sunday so we can just enjoy our time in the park I'm so glad we did that. One of the most enjoyable days that we had on that trip was Monday, the day after the race. Uh it, it, it literally, we had no place. We didn't have a schedule. We had no place we had to be. Uh, you know, I don't ever do this, but I even – Uh, I I even waited in line. It was like an 80 minute line for frozen ever after,
1: uh, (laughs)
0: which which always, which always has a terrible line, but but I don't ever do this. You know, as often as we go down, I don't ever wait any longer than 20, maybe 30 minutes in line for a ride. But you know, I'm like, what else do I have to do today? We're just, we're literally here all day long and we're just it the weather was nice it was night it was super warm for the race the very next day it was not it was like down to 60 degrees it was wonderful uh so you know it it was nice it was just really relaxing and we had a that was man the best day i've had at disney in a really long time was that that monday after the race
1: I love that. I mean, I know there's, there are definitely the days for rope drop to fireworks, but having the days where you just don't have anything planned and you just go with the flow and we're all calm, like those are really, really great days. And probably your legs didn't feel like moving a ton after a half marathon. So that's great.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it, it, it was, it was really nice.
1: And I know we talked about this a little bit on your podcast earlier, but when it comes to, you know, a big event and you you want to make sure that you kind of transition out of it nicely, we talked about making sure you have a post-run plan. So what you planned some things. You like you planned a couple runs. So what was your structure for that? And what did you make sure that you did, you know, the couple days following your race so that you didn't just totally stop and go crazy on the all the restaurants and Mickey bars and things?
0: Well, I I, I wouldn't say I I planned, but I was prepared. Um, And one thing that I did to prepare myself when I started packing, um, I made sure, best case scenario, I made sure I had a pair of running shorts and in running gear for every day that we were going to be there. Now, now when I was packing that stuff, did I think I was really going to run every single day? No. (laughs) But I wanted to be sure that if I decided to push myself and commit my, myself uh that I was at least prepared and I didn't have that excuse to be like, oh no, I have you know I'm all out of running shorts and I can't run today. Um so I did and I I did I ran every single day that we were there. Uh the day before the half marathon I ran 10 miles. I did uh, 13.1 obviously during the half marathon. The very next day uh I got up early the next morning and I did six miles And then the day after that, I did 13 and a quarter. Um, and I, I came home super, super, uh, enthused. And now that, you know, I know more about how I should plan for that post race so that you don't just, you don't just hit that accomplishment. And then it's like you hit a wall and you just stop. Uh, because again, you know, running that many miles is a huge accomplishment. You're burning tons of calories, but I, yeah, I'm telling you, you can still put that weight back on and do some damage uh, to your body if you just say, okay, I'm done and I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like eating now and I'm not going to run for the next two weeks. Uh, you know, you're going to find it really hard to get back out there and get back into the, to, to, start, to start training for your next race. So I, you know, I made sure that, again, it's a lifestyle change. It wasn't like, oh, I hit this accomplishment, now I'm done uh, until I want to do it again. Uh, So I made sure I was prepared for that.
1: Exactly. I love love listening to that. It just, again, it makes my heart happy. (laughs) And that's something else I have in in my book is, you know, I have some checklists. And the checklists include, you know, your workout clothes. Bring them for every day that you're going to be there. Because whether or not you choose to actually go and do the workout – you know, say you, in your mind, you, you want to do five workouts while you're there for seven days. Well, you know what, if you see those workout clothes there and you see those running shoes there, you you might do three or four workouts instead of not doing any at all. So I love that you did that ahead of time and you made sure that you had those clothes with you so that the option was there and ready. Cause if you're not going to see those clothes and the options, then you're definitely not going to push yourself to go do it. But if you see them, it's that little reminder. It's saying, yeah, I think I'm going to go run because I mean I went through the effort of bringing all my workout clothes with me right
0: yeah and, and and danny i'll I'll tell you too the thing that that works for me and you know when i'm on vacation is i I will lay out I will lay out my clothes so they are right there in a pile, ready to go the night before I go to bed and uh just so because again you know when when, you, when you've been out to, in the theme parks till you know eleven twelve o'clock at night. And you, you get go to bed exhausted, and that alarm goes off at six o'clock the next morning. Uh, you're looking for any excuse in the world not to get <laughs> up, or at least I am. Uh, and but you know what? I, I I would get up and I would say, you know, uh, okay, I feel okay. My clothes are right there. I don't have to go digging through my suitcase in the dark while I try not to wake up the family. So you know, if it, it it's quick and easy to get into. You're really just making it that much easier and taking one more obstacle out of your way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. Everybody listening, take notes, write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let's transition to food a little bit and tell me what are some of your favorite Disney restaurants for some healthy eats?
0: so uh, this has been a, something I've had to kind of explore a little bit and something really you know I, I think your your book is really kind of helping me al- along with because um, you know for someone who's you know has this new uh, focus on on health and everything I love food I, I do I love food. I love, I love greasy food. I love sweet food. I love all the bad food. Uh, in fact, I always (laughs) make, I always make a joke and and it's, it's not entirely true, but I do make a joke that, you know what, if it tastes good, it's probably bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, I will say I'm discovering new treats and things that are healthy and, uh, new things that did, that I just love to eat. Um, you know, and especially at Disney, you know, I'm having to find, uh, new things down at Disney that I really enjoy eating that are, that are healthier. So one of the things, this is going to sound, you know, very basic, but I'm telling you, and, and not everybody loves these, but I love, and now they have to be really, really green bananas but I, that is, that's a treat for me. So if I'm in the parks, especially, you know, magic kingdom, I look for that stand over there at Liberty square where they're selling the, um, uh, the, the, the fruit things and things like that. And they yeah. have bananas. and if I can find a green banana, I love green bananas. Like, Oh, like I, I don't like them Brown when they're Brown. Mm-mm, no. Uh, <laughs> but when, when you know, get that nice green banana and I'm telling you like, that's, that's almost like, uh, Almost like candy for me. Almost, not quite, but it's still pretty good. Um, so that that's kind of become a, an in part snack treat for me. Um, one thing that that I, that I like to do is, uh, you know, I like to do the buffets. Now, that's that is a, a really tricky one, and it's really it's really kind of dangerous. Um, <laughs> because <get> <laughs> you no, know, absolutely, um, you know, because you, you, not only are they expensive but you kind of feel that like, Hey, you know, I can eat eat all you want and you know, Hey, I'm paying for it. I might as well eat all I want. Uh, but if you have some self-control and you, and you trust yourself around that, um, which I do this time around, I haven't always had it, but I seem to be pretty good at it this time around. I like doing the buffets because there's a nice selection uh, I can just kind of pick, you know, for instance, I love going to Beer Garden. Beer Garden is my favorite restaurant uh, at uh, at Epcot. I absolutely love it. You know, I can get uh, a little bit of, you know, it, I don't have to get a whole entree full of schnitzel. I can get uh, maybe like a little scoop full of schnitzel, you know, and have a little bit of that. And then uh, I can have a little bit of sausage. And then, you know, if I want to treat myself to a dessert, I can get a, a one of the things that I love there is they have this, uh, I, it's a, like an apple strudel and you can put this, uh, vanilla, it's like a vanilla sauce on top of it, you know, and again, you know, it, it, if you got that on a menu, you might get like a huge bowlful of it. Uh, but you know, you can say, Hey, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have a little bit of this. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, you know, but I'm just going to have a little bit. Uh, so you can kind of pick and choose and really fill your plate up, uh, for breakfast. I'm big on doing that because uh, you know, I, I know that, eggs are a healthy option, you know, very little calories in eggs, plus you got protein. So I'll go for the scrambled eggs. Uh, you know, I'll find the turkey sausage that's on the bar. Um, you know, and then I'll, I'll look for things like some yogurt and some some granola and some fruit and things like that. And maybe I'll treat myself, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to have a, uh, I'm going to have a pastry or, you know, maybe there's a donut on the bar like, I'm, I'm just going to have half of one. Maybe I'll take one donut and split it in half and give, you know, the other half to, you know, my wife or one of the kids or something. So, uh, so for me like uh, beer garden is one of my favorite, but really any of the buffets there, there's a lot of really good buffets. Uh, another one of my favorites is um, Cape May cafe. It's over at the uh, uh, Disney's beach club resort.
1: I have not been yet. Uh,
0: They, they have a really, uh, I I always say you can't really mess up breakfast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It it really is hard to mess up, you know, eggs and sausage and and things like that, but they do have a good breakfast buffet. I really like it, but their dinner buffet is really unique because they do this, uh, they call it like a clam bake. it's kind of themed around a new England, uh, clam bake kind of thing, but you can get, uh, you know, crab legs, you can get shrimp and then you can also get, you know, they've got normal stuff like meatloaf and, you know, the kids can get chicken tenders and French fries, uh, you know, and you can get salad and, you know, again, they have fruit and they have desserts. It really is, it really is unique. It's not your, your average, uh, just, you know, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, not not Cracker Barrel. Golden Corral. It's not your average Golden Corral type <laughs> type buffet, uh, but it really is a, a nice, unique kind of dinner. So I, I do like um, either breakfast or dinner at Cape May Cafe is really good, and then uh, they have a good buffet over at uh, the Grand Floridian Resort. Uh, called 1900 Park Fair. Now this is one, if, if you like Disney characters, this is, I, I love going there for the Disney characters because uh, they have quite a few what they call face characters. So these are these are characters like the Mad Hatter, Mary Poppins, you know, people, uh, characters who aren't, uh, who, who will actually talk to the guests. You can actually interact with them. And that's always a fun experience. You know, they interact with you in character and it, it's always fun. Uh, fun doing that but the, so th- those are some of my favorites as far as healthy places i mean there's a couple of not so healthy places that i i love ohana is one at the polynesian and i, I that is one i don't trust myself around because it's like uh if, you, if you're familiar with the the uh the kind of brazilian steakhouse kind of format where you just uh they just keep coming by and uh, you know more beef more pork more more this more that here you go here you go here you yeah. go you more know protein,
1: more protein more protein
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but you know uh, but i'm to the point to where i will keep saying yes yes until i'm on like the last uh the last notch on my belt buckle and then <laughs> <laughs> so um but i i do love that restaurant but uh, you know it, it it just depends on, on your, your, your style. But for me, th- those are kind of some of the ones that work, um, that, that work for me. But I, you know, I really do think that you can find healthy, healthy, healthy options at, at most of the, at most of the restaurants. I think Disney's gotten good with that. Um, you know, one thing that I wish Disney would do, um, is I wish they would put the calories uh, on the menu, uh, like a lot of restaurants, uh, you know, outside of Disney have, that's something that it has been huge, huge for me because, oh I, yeah.
1: So, gosh, you know, I, I hope they do, but I cannot see that happening anytime in the near future with as frequently as their menus change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's really tough, but you know, like I love, cause you know, my wife can say, I want to go to Chili's tonight and I can, you know, I can look at a Chili's menu and I, I don't have to go with, uh, the, the stuff. I don't really like much of anything on their guiltless grill, you know, (laughs) menu. I'm like, yeah, there's no calories in this, but it looks terrible. (laughs) Uh, but, but I, you know, but I will look through the menu and I'll say, okay, you know what? I, I'm not going to go with this pasta dish. That's like 2,400 calories, but Hey, you know what? Here's a cool looking chicken dish. And then yeah, it's, it's maybe it's maybe doesn't check all the check marks on my diet, but uh, you know, it's only, you know, 750 calories. And I'm like, yeah, that, that that's better than going with a 2,400 calorie. You know, it's, it's better than not watching what you eat what you eat at all. So I, exactly. I, I, I love doing that. I tell you, I, I don't I don't trust salads. I don't know how you are on this, Danny, but, um, salads are, are especially in Disney. I know you have a great tip where you actually, you know, if it comes with a dressing or a sauce or something like that. Ask for it on the side. I think that's a really good, uh, really great piece of advice. I, I remember there was a, a Cobb salad that I absolutely loved, I loved at, um, at, uh, Cheesecake Factory. And, uh, you know, one, one time when I was dieting before I was eating these things like once or twice a week, and then it wasn't until much later I saw there's, there's like over 2000 calories in this salad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you, dressing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, And I'm like, wow, there's, that's why it tastes, see, I told you if it, if it tastes good, it's probably bad for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, salads are great when they're loaded up with veggies, but when you start adding all the fruit and then all of the nuts and then all like the candied almonds or the candied pecans and like, you know, all the dressing, I mean, it's just, it adds up really quickly. So if you're not careful, a salad can be a whole lot more calories than your steak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Just go ahead and get the steak. Do yourself a favor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, let's kind of start wrapping this up. We have both been up really late, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) give us a couple quick places for, um, your big runner. So where could, where should people go run when they are vacationing to Walt Disney world? Kind of like maybe your three best places to run around Disney world.
0: That that is a great question um, because there there I, I love running in in Walt Disney World. I love running around the resort hotels because they're so awesome to look at. I mean, they're themed so well uh, and they're also different. Um, but I'm I'm telling you one thing that Disney really could do better, and and I, I think is the sidewalk situation as far as because again i like to go, I, I, I like to go places i don't like to run around in circles
1: right uh, so
0: uh but so you're I th- not
1: gonna run around the boardwalk all day i mean well, you will you know it, so that's
0: that's actually a really good one because the, there's a really nice stretch uh where you actually do have plenty of sidewalk you can actually run uh, around the boardwalk and then you can run over to the uh uh, the, the back of Epcot over there, the international gateway, and then you can run over to the, the yacht and beach club. Uh, you can run over by the Swan and Dolphin. They're all right there together. You have this beautiful, beautiful scenery to look at. Uh, when you're, when you're on the other side of the boardwalk, you can actually, you get the look at the boardwalk, which I think the boardwalk is such a beautiful hotel. Uh, I, I love it. And then, you know, if you really want a nice, longer run, you can actually run, there's a walkway that goes all the way over to uh, Hollywood Studios. So you can run over there. And, uh, you know, I've done that, actually, I did, um, I guess it was roughly, it was close to around 11 miles uh, one time, really just kind of running that loop. Now, I I do break out a little bit, I, I probably shouldn't, because I, 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 I tend to hit areas where there's no sidewalks and I kind of run on the grass next to the road until I can get to, you know, I ran over to, uh, I did that run and then I ran over to Coronado Springs. Uh, there's, there's a a short little stretch where it's, it's a little dangerous. You gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be mindful where you're running. I don't recommend that, but, uh, but I, I do enjoy doing that again. I like to go places. Um, but that is that's a really great, uh, really great area. Another one that I discovered on this last trip is uh, we were staying at uh, All Star Sports, so uh, right next to each other you got All Star Sports, you got All Star Music, and you got All Star uh, Movies, and those are those are really nice. Uh, they're they're very small resorts, so they're kind of packed really closely to each other, uh, and you know you can go kind of run around the premises. You can probably get if you do all three resorts, you can pro- it's about a, a mile loop or so, but you can break out of that resort loop and you can actually, they do have a sidewalk, uh, that goes kind of, uh, you know, out of the resort past the, uh, the McDonald's that's there past the uh, blizzard beach. Uh, and you can, from there, you can actually uh, cross the street at a light, uh, and go over to Coronado Springs and run around there. That, that's got kind of a nice stretch around this, a huge, beautiful lagoon that you can look at. Uh, And so that you can, you can get a nice little run in there, probably even do, you know, probably stretch that out even to maybe even seven or eight miles um, you know, you might have to kind of double back a couple couple places, but that's, that's a really nice loop to run. And then the third place that I really uh, th- love to run is if you go over to, uh, and again, if you're, you can visit any of these resorts. You don't have to be staying at them. I, one day I drove over to uh, Art of Animation, and I parked my car there, and uh, I started running there. And uh, from there, you actually have a sidewalk that goes right over to uh, their Pop Century Resort. And then from there, um, again, you have to get off the sidewalk a little bit. It's not much, but you can make it over to the Caribbean Beach Resort and run around there as well. Um, but those are all really – and, and uh, the Pop, Pop Century and Art of Animation, they all have uh, these signs along the way, along the, the path. that kind of give you these little-known or maybe lesser-known facts, like kind of like did-you-knows about the movies – Pop Century is all themed around the different decades of the uh, 20th century. So you have all these little things saying, you know, 1975, this was invented and, you know, things like that. So it's kind of neat, you know, kind of fun. It kind of takes your mind off the, you know, if you're one of those people that needs something, something to distract your mind away from the running. Uh, so th- those are, those are uh, good paths to take as well.
1: Heck yeah. Those are great. And I, I love that you can, you know, it's like almost interactive and, and you can even watch the history in the making right now with all of the new construction going on while you're running. So oh, extra yeah. bonus there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I will say too, I mean, if you take your phone with you, I, I, again, I'm a Disney geek, so I love to take pictures of this stuff like while they're building it because, you know, then, you know, 10 years from now when, you know, this super this resort right now they're building the, um, uh, uh the um the vienna hotel uh the the riviera excuse me the riviera hotel right next to caribbean beach and i got to see that up close and personal seeing the construction while i was running and i like to take pictures because when that hotel was super super popular i can you know be like hey look i took this picture when they were building this hotel it's kind of
1: cool yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm excited. I don't run much, but maybe I'll start running.
0: <laughs> you got to. I'm telling you, running around Walt Disney World is so much. Oh, and and real quickly, uh, the other thing I'll throw in is Disney Springs. Running, I, I love doing early morning runs at Disney Springs because there is no one there uh, the, the music is still playing at Disney Springs, but it is like a ghost town. It is so beautiful. I mean, you're right there on that Lake. Oh, that is it, um, Danny. You, you got to at least try that one. So you, you, you go, go out, maybe do a lap around uh Disney Springs, around the lagoon over to Saratoga Springs and then back.
1: Okay. I will do it. I will do it. I will document it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Brian, before we wrap things up, I would love for you to share with the audience, where can people find you, follow you, connect with you, hear your message, learn more about your All About the Mouse podcast, and just kind of hear your story.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, probably the the best place I you know I would like people to uh, to follow me at is is to go subscribe to the podcast. If you if you like Disney and you you want to hear more about you know Disney parks, Disney attractions, Disney movies, Disney music, uh, we have guests on. Uh, we've had some uh, pretty famous guests uh, throughout Disney. I know uh, producer Don Hahn, who was, uh you know, was uh, the producer for The Lion King. He has done a, uh, as well as Beauty and the Beast. He's done a ton of different stuff. Uh, he's currently really busy. Uh, actually working on a bunch of different Disney projects and even a a, a new attraction in Epcot. But, you know, we've had him on, we've had uh, the voice of Belle from Beauty and the Beast, the voice of Ariel, Jody Benson. Uh, So, you know, if you like, if you like Disney and you like hearing people talk about Disney, then definitely go by, check out my podcast, All About the Mouse. Uh, it's pretty much available in, in anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, yeah, uh, you know, Podcast Addict, you know, all those different places, or you can go to my website at allaboutthemousecentral.com and subscribe there. Uh, but I'm on Facebook. If you want to find me, uh, I, I have the All About the Mouse feed over on Facebook. But if you want to look me up personally, uh, you know, just type in Brian Ripper. Uh, it's, it's a tough last name to forget. Uh, you know, everyone always asks me, it's like, Oh, are you related to Jack? And, and you know, it's, it's kind of old now. So <laughs> I kind of grimace, but, uh, if you look up Brian Ripper, Brian with a Y, uh, look me up over there. I'm always posting. I, I tend to post a lot more personal stuff over there, you know, the runs that I'm doing. One thing, I, I don't know if people like reading it or not, but I, I kind of get a kick out of posting it. I, I love posting. You know, I'll go for a run and I'll say, Hey, I did, you know, 10 miles today here was my playlist today, you know, because again, I'm big into music and I'm very eclectic. I love when I'm running. I mean, you can hear everything from country to rap to rock to, you know, like not easily listening because I need stuff that gets me going. But uh, I love doing that. I love posting, you know, all the different, you know, songs that came up on my playlist for that, for that uh, time. So uh, definitely uh, I would love to hear from you.
1: Perfect. Well, I will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes below. So everybody listening, if you don't remember anything that we talked about, go check out the show notes. The the important links are all going to be there. And Brian, one last question for you. So the fitness empowerment podcast is all about providing people the resources for moving forward with fitness, food, and travel. And travel in this case is definitely meaning to Disney. So um, with people's busy, hectic schedules that we're all running through, what is one resource next to your podcast, um, that you have used on your journey that you can recommend to the audience today to, for them to put into use with improving their overall health?
0: Um, you you know, I, there, uh, there's a lot of great Disney podcasts out there. One that, you know, I, that I always recommend that I mentioned, you know, earlier was WDW radio. So, you know, they don't always deal with, uh, you know, with fitness goals and things like that. And they don't always deal with trip planning, but they do talk a lot about, uh, you know, Disney and trip planning and theme parks, I, I would say, that, I still would say that's a great resource to go to because the more you know about the parks, you know, if you're planning a trip to Disney, uh, you you, you, might, you might not know how daunting it can be to kind of plan one of these trips. And the more you know about it, uh, the more you know about the resort hotels and what they're located next to. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's just going to help you out. So I would say that's a good resource. I mean, uh, obviously, I love to recommend my podcast. But, uh, but you know, there's, uh, there, there's a ton of great resources out there. And it, it, Danny, I mean, obviously, if your listeners are listening to this, I know they already know about your show. But I think your show does a great job, really, at inspiring people and giving people ideas. And I know for me, it's given me ideas of, you know, how I need to eat, you know, whenever I'm on vacation, because we all want to have a great time while we're on vacation. No one wants to be on vacation and have a bad time. Uh, and I think you do a great job of letting your listeners know how you can have your cake and eat it too.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I love hearing that. <laughs> well, amazing. Um, Brian, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. And I really, really look forward to hearing how your next run goes in April and hopefully we can meet up in May uh, if we can get that to work out. So thank I would, you so much. I, would, for taking I would love it.
0: I would love it. We should, if we do that, we should, we should do a run at Disney Springs and then, and then we got to eat somewhere so we can, you know, do a review on something.
1: Okay. I love it. I love it. I'll add it into the schedule. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, if you love this episode, then be sure to click that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice and screenshot this episode to share it out on social media. We love to know what you enjoyed and learned from this episode and would be so grateful if you just took 30 seconds to leave us an honest rating and review for the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Until next time, have an amazing night. Bye everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to make sure that you continue getting notified when new episodes come out here, most of the time, Mondays are interview episodes, Wednesdays are solo episodes, and you can get notified of those if you'll make sure that you are subscribed to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast on your podcasting platform of choice and make sure you get the notification bell turned on. If you want even more information about specific episodes as soon as they come out, head on over to dannyphillips.com, and you can sign up for my email newsletter where I put out weekly newsletters that tell you what the podcast episodes are all about and give you links directly to those podcasts. And then of course I do giveaways on there. I let you guys know about what's going on with the brand and Healthy Disney and planning for your trips and all that kind of jazz. So you'll kind of get that information first if you are a part of the newsletter. Now to just kind of recap everything, we just went over kind of some big key takeaways that Brian shared with us. And I'm so grateful that he brought the perspective today that he did. He let us know that it is absolutely possible to diet and or live a healthier lifestyle while not just vacationing at Disney, but literally living two hours from Disney. If you're an avid Disney goer, if you're there every month, maybe every week, if you happen to live in Orlando, it is absolutely possible to start on a fitness journey while being at a Disney theme park frequently. If you are concerned with weight and food while you're on vacation, then I think both of us would recommend that you consider planning a Disney vacation around a run Disney event. And if you desire to make a lifestyle shift, then Brian would encourage you to start with just one item one day at a time. It doesn't have to be a huge altering, life shift change overnight, but just like he said, if he, you start with eating a sausage, egg and cheese breakfast sandwich every morning with uh, heavily, you know, cheese-filled grits, then start by changing that over to fruit and granola with blueberries. You know, it's it's, do a simple change, one thing at a time. And the same thing goes with your workouts. He did not start his training for a half marathon by running a half marathon. He started by running just a little bit in his neighborhood, just down the street and back, just a half mile back. Oh, can I make it to the next light post? One small step at a time. Brian recommends you get a support system to help back you with your goals because family and friends truly help you out and you don't even know how they help you until after the fact sometimes and it's just amazing the different ways that people can be there to support you in your journey. So make time for what you want to do and incorporate your family and close friends in a way that makes sense for you in Brian's case. His wife is truly supportive of him spending hours a day and many, many, many hours a week going out and doing his runs. She stays with the kids and makes sure that she's, you know, there with the kids while he's up early at Disney and making those runs. And actually, Brian's been able to incorporate some of the 5K and smaller runs with his son. So I know that's been fun for him. And last but not least and something that is really, really important, whether you are dieting or training for some sort of a race, you wanna make sure that you have some sort of post-race or post-event plan in place. So, along with planning your journey, up to your Disney vacation or up to an event that correlates with your health and fitness goals. You wanna plan for what happens as soon as that event or as soon as that race is finished. What are you gonna do when you get home so that you don't fall off the bandwagon as soon as you complete your goal? That is it for today and I want to hear from you guys. Have you done a run Disney event before? I have not, so I would love to hear your experience. I would love to experience one in the future, so who knows? Maybe that'll be coming up in the next year or so. There's a ton of different races, but I wanna hear your story, so definitely send that to me either on Instagram, at Danny Phillips, or to my email, dannyatthedietdoc.com. And as far as what's coming up next, we've got some fun solo episodes coming up, definitely talking about some finances, so fitness, and finance or financial fitness budgeting and going over some more Disney, we're gonna go over some essential oils and I can't even think about everything right now. The first 12 weeks of the year is almost coming to a close as we're close to mid-March And so I'm going to start, I'm starting to plan out my next 12 weeks and I'm starting to go through all the Disney podcasts I want to reach out to and be on and talk about my Disney ebook with and all the things. So let me know what you guys want to hear next, what you think will help you as far as your fitness, food, and travel goes. And we'll see what we can do about getting that on the show for you. That's going to do it for today. Have a wonderful Monday, you guys, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most. And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey, and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.